0: Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A recent scientific report says the United States will experience another foot of sea level rise by 2050. To put that into perspective, that's what the country experienced in the last century, but this time it will be condensed into less than 30 years. In San Diego, this will mean crumbling cliffs, eroding beaches, and flooding. Union Tribune environmental reporter Joshua Emerson Smith dug into this issue, taking a look at what the dangers are and what the solutions might be. So Josh, this study was done by NASA, NOAA, and the USGS. It is a serious study. Will you paint a picture of what a foot of sea level rise would look like for San Diego?
1: So... Rising seas are going to exacerbate storms and flooding, right? It's not that things are just suddenly going to be submerged. It's that when we have king tides and storms on top of that, we'll get flooding along the coast. Also, we'll probably see rising groundwater levels, which could impact everything from water and sewer pipes to other uh, buried infrastructure.
0: You wrote that so many things will be affected, cliffs, beaches, obviously flooding, as you just mentioned, you know, obviously this is bad news for people who own property on the coast or could be Um, the airport, you know, nuclear waste. What is being done to uh, to prepare?
1: So the debate is largely between whether or not we armor the coast or whether we do what's called managed retreat, which is just move back away from the coast, let the natural erosion occur as it would if we weren't here. Um, And right now, this is playing out in places like the Coastal Commission, where folks that own property want seawalls to protect often expensive property along the coast. Of course, that can end up grounding the beach and depriving the public of access to the shoreline.
0: You wrote about something called managed retreat, which is actually moving, uh, moving homes, moving buildings. Would you talk about that and, and how realistic is it?
1: Well, we don't know exactly what how to what extent that's going to be embraced in the future. Places like Imperial Beach have talked about trying to buy properties and the city would own it and then saying, OK, we're just going to give this up to natural erosion. Other places like Del Mar, Carlsbad, uh, Encinitas have been a little bit more hesitant to embrace managed retreat. Uh, obviously, a lot of the homes up north are, are way more affluent than what we're seeing in Imperial Beach. But this is the basic tension, should we move back away from the coast, let the ocean Naturally chew away at the cliffs, make more beach as it's done for thousands of years, or should we throw up big seawalls to protect the things that we've built, knowing that that'll eventually mean that the beaches will be underwater?
0: You wrote that you know, curbing emissions at this point could help mitigate the problem. It's not really going to reverse it. We're going to experience this in some fashion in the future. But you know, what is the difference here? We we make a change and we see. This happen, or we don't make a change, and we see that happen.
1: Really, the what's at stake here is what happens by 2100. So, by the end of the century, what we see at the end of the at the end of this century really is what's at stake, because the one foot of sea level rise, uh, give or take a few inches, depending on where you are around the country that is baked into the system by mid-century. We can't really get away with that even if we stop emitting today. And remember, emissions are still continuing to go up. It's not like we've reversed this trend yet. And the concentrations of CO2 continue to mount. So the one foot of sea level rise is pretty much baked into the system now. The question is, what will that sea level rise be by the end of the century? And some of the upper, the more um, disastrous predictions say things, you know, between five and eight feet of sea level rise. Things that we have no real way of dealing with currently. So we'll have to wait and see if we can get a handle on emissions. Okay,
0: can we talk about some of the the particular problems uh, we're facing here in San Diego? I mean, you mentioned Del Mar, the bluffs, the train tracks that run along them. Uh, You know, what is what is the
1: best hope for that? So we have to move that off of the cliffs before there's a major catastrophe. And uh, the San Diego Association of Governments, the big infrastructure uh, agency for the region, is talking about uh, doing a tunnel, putting that underground, moving it away from the cliffs. Best case scenario by 2035. So it'll cost somewhere around $3 billion and uh, it'll be a major, major project. But of course, the cliffs continue to erode and at an ever increasing pace because of climate change and sea level rise.
0: Yeah, that was my question. I mean, 2035, you know, these problems are happening now. We're seeing, uh, you know, trains derailed or, or, you know, routes shut down now. Yes. Do we have that
1: much time? Well, I you know who knows, right? We'll we'll find out. I mean, if there's an earthquake, all bets are off, right? But that seems to be the most aggressive timeline that they feel like is realistic. So if we get all the money we need and we start the engineering and the design of it um, within the next couple of years, they feel like they could get it done by twenty thirty five. But it could be even we may have to wait even later. You know, it really depends. Remember. SANDAG has no very limited resources right now. They're really banking on this uh, tax measure to pass in November to to, uh, to replenish their coffers and get get these projects going. If that doesn't pass, I mean, who knows when this will actually happen.
0: Uh, Well, you mentioned earthquakes. That brings to mind the nuclear generating station in San Onofre. Uh, You wrote about that in your story. Obviously, an earthquake or a tsunami could be catastrophic, but also sea level rise could affect it. What are people
1: saying? So, of course, we're concerned about natural disasters, tsunamis, earthquakes, and sea level rise is always going to make that worse. Uh, The uh, Southern California Edison, which owns the... The now defunct nuclear generating station um, has developed uh, rocks, riprap along the coast, as well as encased this stuff in steel and, uh, steel and concrete. They say with the with the measures they put in place, we're good for another 30 years. Um, of course, it's we don't know what we're gonna do with nuclear waste as a country. We have nuclear waste all over the place, and Congress has not been able to agree on where to store it permanently. So we'll see what happens, in at least in terms of uh, San Diego's interest, we have about three decades to figure that out according to the Southern California Edison.
0: Well, in the airport, because of its location, is also susceptible to flooding. Um, obviously, it's a pretty vital thing for San Diego and especially uh, tourism. Are there any talks of moving the airport or how are officials thinking of dealing with this?
1: There's not a lot of talk of moving the airport anymore. I mean, that was a big discussion. But now with the redoing of Terminal 1 and lots of other infrastructure in the area, it looks like they are going to keep the airport where it is. And the solution to this, because the airport is vulnerable to sea level rise, seems to be against seawalls. And it would not only be along, not only be armoring the coast in front of the airport, but probably along the San Diego River Right, which runs to the north of the Midway District. You have to remember the airport, the Midway District, it's surrounded by water on several sides here. Right, so there could be back flooding from the river that goes into the Midway District. There could be flooding from the bay that goes into the airport. The solution for all of this is seawalls again. So to raise up some kind of barrier that would prevent flooding on a regular basis. Now, not everyone is uh, super excited about that idea, but um, so far, that seems to be the only optimal table.
0: And Josh, final question for you. I mean, when I read stories like this, it seems so dire and it's like we're trying to do things we may or may not be able to. And You know, we're talking about 30 years from now, uh, you know, 30 years into the future. Like, do you think or do the people that you speak to, experts that you speak to think that San Diego will be inhabitable long-term or what's the conversation around that? Cause I read this and I'm like, I should probably move.
1: Yeah. Well, these are big issues uh, for the coastal areas. And the question is kind of like, how expensive is it going to be? Right. So are we going to see routine flooding of areas that requires pumping? Are we going to have to move a lot of the, the sewer infrastructure inland? Right. So this could be very expensive uh, going forward. I think that that's the biggest concern, as well as you know, will we lose things like the airport, or will, will we lose the the cliffs along along Del Mar, or be, or the beaches? Really, I mean that that's another concern is that if we get increased storms. Uh, from sea level rise, the intensity of the storms raised, that could increase beach erosion. We already have a very uh, narrow band of sand um, along our 70 miles of coast. And so there's concern that that will shrink, especially if we use seawalls, and that increased storms could bring in things like cobblestones and just change the composition of the, of the shoreline. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. A lot of it depends on whether or not we get emissions under control in the next 15 to 20 years.
0: Okay, well, let's hope so. Joshua Emerson-Smith, environmental reporter
1: at the UT. Thank you. Always a pleasure.